0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Romans 2 and 5, the no. righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yeah. render unto every man according to no. his deeds,
2: to them who by patience continue in yeah. some well-doing seek No. For glory and honor and immorality, yeah. eternal life, but unto them that are no. contentious and do not obey the yeah. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath. Great uh-huh. blue no. You an African American? Nope you believe that's your heritage Yep. do you know who you are no nope. king queen yeah nigga we back no nope. do you shine like a star yeah <laughs> think they gonna tell you no nope. we gonna explore nope. yep. yeah they gonna take your life no nope. so many secrets in the vault. yeah do this knowledge cost? no nope. hop in the book to my yeah do you follow these laws Walk, so why keep on trotting? Everybody got choice. Choose the right path and nothing can stop us. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, they don't like that nah. Everybody got choice. Choose the right path and say your slow Never going back. No, no, no. Forward to the kingdom. Everybody got
1: choices, yeah Everybody got choices Everybody got choices choices. Is it cool to be gay? Nope Didn't he make us straight? Yep Is the most high plan? Nope You gon' learn the day? Yep Do you understand grace? Nope Remember Noah's day? Yep Did more than eight people live? Nope Will it be the same way? Yep It's a broad way to heaven? Nope It's a broad way to hell? Yep You choosing death over life? Change your life, Yep. Yeah. Do you love these streets, no Do you see police, yeah You wanna get shot down, Nope. Do you remember Mike Brown, yeah You ever read your Bible, Nope. You wanna know your tribe, yeah You know you want not a slave, no Don't you wanna be saved, yeah You ever been baptized, Nope. Wanna get in that water, yeah Ever confess your sins, Nope. Ready to lift your hands, yeah Amen. Everybody got
2: choices I chose this walk so why keep on trotting Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and nothing can suffer. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, devil, don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and save your soul. Never going back, no, no, no. Choose the most tired states are To choose two to choose from You'd to choose one Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Should I live a simple life? Nope. Should I repent and be baptized? Yep. Will Amalek ever be nice? Nope. Was I see ever crucified? Yep. Does this world love the most high? From. You got to choose one, who you gonna choose the most. I see it's to two side to choose from. You got, got to choose one, who you gonna choose, who you gonna choose? Got to choose. Alright, alright alright. You gonna learn today. A rider Alright, alright, You right. gonna learn today.
0: All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, salam, salaam, 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 good evening. Well, welcome once again to another episode of ISBHPK Presents Bible Talk. Um surprise, surprise, surprise. Yes, today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, and normally you'll be hearing um the voice of my brother, my friend, um, everybody's coach, uncle, um, uh Doctor Phil good, Doctor Phil, um Tazapah. But the brothers are going through some uh, going through some things right now with, with his family and everything, and we definitely want to go ahead and and everybody please keep your prayers going for um, uh, well, Mother Catherine, uh, Mister father's mother. Um, she's definitely doing like the whole family is definitely going with some um, with some bad news. Definitely going with some bad news, um, but we want to make sure that we, we keep them in our prayers um, and, and and help help them to keep their spirits up. You know, the, the scripture says that uh, the spirit can bear any infirmity, but a broken spirit who can bear. And that uh, if we keep our hope up, and it also says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yeah, if we keep our hope up and keep our, um, uh, I, I have a strong spirit, then we can deal with any, just like any infirmity. Um, and like, like my brother always does, like to say, good, uh, the bad, happy, or sad, once I bring you to it, he'll bring you through it. So we did want to begin, uh, 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 again send the prayers out to uh, uh, Mother Catherine, uh, my Duke's Mother Catherine, um, and to the uh, whole size of our family. And also like to send um, uh, keeping your prayer prayer request. Also, my mother-in-law uh, and my father-in-law, um, as they're each going through some some uh, some health issues, or health problems of their own as well. Um, we just ask that the, the prayers of the saints, the prayer the prayer of uh, or righteous of every much. Um uh that you please add it to your prayers and keep also my, my niece um yeah. uh, in your prayers, Kiosha. Uh she's a sister she uh those of you who might not remember, she did have the um uh heart transplant. That just bypass, but she had a heart transplant uh, surgery and so much she's doing well. She's doing extremely well, but we wanna definitely um um uh keep her in the prayers. And then um even Brother Gilbert Kawab would like to keep also um, uh, his mother and father in our prayers as they're dealing with health issues as well. Um, you know uh, when, you, when you go into your closet or uh, you, know, you in your private time and turn the prayers, please uh, keep some of these people uh, in your thoughts and in your prayers as well as the whole nation of Israel. Um, uh, watch as well as pray. Okay. Uh, brothers and sisters, I'm actually uh, 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 calling in from uh not san antonio believe it or not but from albuquerque um and i hope this doesn't hang up uh from albuquerque um we had to been out here right now i came up with a brother by the brother bada you know um again uh everybody else, uh everybody's uncle uncle by by, but, uh, we here we create the cancer business and i also wanted i wanted to check in looking on my parents as well um you see I, uh you know checking on him it's, it's been almost uh ten months since I've been here in, in Albuquerque. So just checking on just checking them. we 'em. We're gonna be here for a couple of days. I'll stick here in some business uh with the um uh with the trucks and everything. Huh <sighs> so we're here and if you hear me breathing a little bit harder yes I'm still out of shape. But as you know the air here in, in Albuquerque is a lot thinner than at speed level um at in San Antonio. So, again, I always go through that adjustment of getting my, my wind back, getting my air back when I come back up here. Now, I love, I love Albuquerque. I mean, it, it, it's, it's where I grew up at. Um, it will always be home besides us getting back home to Israel, getting back home to the Promised Land. It will always be home. So um, that being said, get you know, some of these numbers of the way. Uh, come up quick, brother. and sisters, come up real quick. Uh, March 6th, March 7th is Perim. Again, March 6th and March 7th, we'll, we'll be um, celebrating the per, uh, perim, And we're going by the calendar that is put out by the brothers from, um, and the families of Masherah Yashua. Now, I, I know GLCC uh, has, has a different Purim date, and IUIC has a different Purim date. And you find a lot of the Hebrew Israel camps um, have different, different dates for, for, for high holidays. That's because we haven't came to a conclusion on when the new moon actually begins. Um, is it the actual full moon, is that the definite new moon, or is it um, the first sliver, or is it uh, uh, when it's totally black? We just haven't came to a uh, full-on for, for conclusion on that. And we know the scripture says we know in part, so we sign in part. Uh, but when, when that which is perfect is come, then that which is uh, done away, which is known in part should be done away that once the house does get here, a lot of these things that that we're not able to come together on and, and, and unify on, we will we then. right? We will then And it says, uh, keeping in mind the scriptures that say that judge no man in honor of a Sabbath or of a new moon or what have you. So we, we're not sitting here to try and judge and, and, and say anybody's off or wrong or or, or less righteous or more righteous um, or what have you, just um, rejoicing in the recognition of new moons and, and rejoicing in the recognition of high holidays. days. Um, so you're still out there. Uh, we are. I was the same calendar by the Yasha um which we found on the Yasha Allah website, as well as um, isbhbk.com. The isbhbk.com, there's a holiday uh, calendar, and we're pretty much following that going by that right there. If you'd like to participate with us. So March 6th and March 7th uh, is a forim, and then coming up right after that, real soon after that, April 9th, we will be congregating for the Passover. April 9th. We will be congregating in, in um uh, let me pull that up. Where am I at? Where am I at? We will be congregating in Newport News. Let me just pull the ISBHBK website up again real quick. <laughs> And I remember, yes, that's going to be, uh, the, we're going to congregate for the Passover. Now, the actual Passover, hope this ain't going to be confusing, but the actual Passover date is April 6th, Sunday, April 6th. Um, but to get a, a, a venue where we can all congregate and, and get the most out of the congregation, the convocation is going to be um, – uh, with the ISBHPK, we'll be observing at 430, um, 8, April 9th, starting at 430 p.m. through 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Dohiki Club, located at 2705 Chestnut Avenue, Newport News, Virginia, 23607, being the zip code there. Uh, if you go to isbhpk.com, um, there's an RSVP that asks you for the Passover for anybody who's gonna, uh, coming to the Passover, and right now there's got well over 97 people uh, have uh, given their RSVP to attend the uh ninety seven families have put in the RSVP to attend uh the Passover in uh Newport News and celebrated with the ISBHPK. Um so uh come one, come all. all right. Um that that look really forward to that that event um as we get a chance to convocate, as we get a chance to come together and, and see see the growth um and, and see the growth in all the different camps and, and different families. Um, and, and to see that we've made it another year, right, that we've endured another year um, as we're waiting for the return of our Lord and Savior, um, the, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, um, the Counselor, the, the, the Prince of Peace, um, the world calls Jesus Christ, we call you Um, So come celebrate the Passover with us again um, uh, Sunday, April 9th at 4.30 p.m., at uh the Dohiki Club at two seven zero five Chestnut Avenue Chestnut Avenue, Newport News, Virginia, two three six zero seven. All right, uh, please come check it out. Um I, I don't think they're taking any more orders at Israel Wear for the Passover garments because they gotta get everybody's garments for men, women and children uh sewed up and it's a very arduous task because you have every I mean these sisters uh, uh come together in the different camps and are actually uh, Hand there's they're sewing and putting the garments together. We don't go to any outside sources um, to have the garments made. The garments are actually made in house uh, in San Antonio, in in uh, Houston, in uh, Norfolk, in Rochester. So, um, it 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 is it, tedious every year. It is tedious I'm trying to make sure you get everybody's uniform or everybody's garment uh, together for the Passover. So you can check uh, Israel Wear. now. There's a link at ishvd is bhpk.com uh, to get uh, get your garments t- uh, together and get your drip get your Hebrew drip going. Do not forget to check out um, uh, chosencreations.com at et- uh, Etsy, E T S Y. Chosencreations.com um, at Etsy. You want to get your drip on. You want to get your your, your 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 medallions. You want to get your necklaces, your chains, your bracelets. You want to get some of that uh, a crown. They got they, they got they're making actual uh, like. The metal crowns wrapped in leather um, to wear as a headband for men and for women. I mean, they are beautiful. They are immaculate. You definitely want to check it out. You definitely, um, I, I'm not going to go hold another hour spill. of uh, what uh, all they're doing, but you definitely want to go check that out. Uh, you definitely want to check that out. Um, and another announcement, um remember, uh, we are starting Hebrew classes um, at the event center, at the Hebrew Israelite event center, sp- sponsored by EO Pure Therapy at Bolognese Mall. Um, at the Sears Wing of Long um, Mall, uh, the Brother of the Most High, such his heart to put together an event center, Hebrew Israelite event center, um, for Hebrew Israelites to come and, and, and congregate uh, for high holidays, for, for Sabbaths, for uh, just meetings in general. I know there's one brother um, by the name of Adam from um, GOCC. Um, he and his family will be putting on plays, um, and his they put on plays um, and, and act them out and everything, I mean, with props and everything. Um, it, it's something special so again EO Pure Therapy uh, Event Center uh, at this, on the second floor of Rowling Oaks Mall in the Sears Wing right next to the old Sears um, uh, store at Rowling Oaks Mall. Uh, Come check us out every Tuesday for Hebrew class again on Fridays for uh, uh, Barnabas, uh, uh Bible Breakdowns and then on Sundays we're trying to get up there on Sundays um, for another history class Right. We're trying to put these things in, in motion and in the works. Um, to help us keep the event center going, please do not hesitate to check out EO Pure Therapy downstairs uh, on the first floor, Caddy Corner from H&M um, in the JC Pinning Wing of Rolling Oaks Mall. With the, again, uh, the Brother Biden's family put together a nice holistic store where you can get your latest in in, in, um, in candles, homemade soaps. Bad bombs. If you really trying to try to set the ambiance off and set things right, you want to check them out. Now, ladies and candles, um, uh, body fragrances uh, for the home and for the house, for everywhere. You definitely want to check it out. The, the stores been put together very well, um, very professional. Please check them out. Uh, get your incense. Um, you know, just to set things off right. Um, like James Fox said, set the party off right, set the night off right, set the mood off right. Get your army ambiance going. Check out eop there located on the first floor of little Mall in the JCPenney wing of the mall. All right, brothers so now that that's out the way, it's 718, cool. All right, what I've been going over, as I click and try to get all my notes and everything together, we've been going over the the, the, the um. Israelite is Saviors, Deliverers, and Judges. And this this series has become quite extensive, right? The series... Have become quite extensive. That when I first started the series, the notes I first took, I had I had ten pages of notes um, that we were, that we was going over. But in going further and further into the research, going further and further into this study, and and bringing these out. But and the sisters, I'm at 165 pages of notes just covering this topic, and 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 this series has just gotten it more and more extensive and more and more clear as we go along. So the last time I was, I was teaching class. Uh, which was actually Friday night with the Brother Barnabas, uh and Gabar Kowal, if y'all tuned in and listened. But the last time I talked to that was on, on that previous last Thursday. And we was going over the Babylonian captivity. Um, and I just want to touch on that a little bit and we're we, going we to look further into that. Um, as we get into the dispersions and dealing with the, the the salvation of the nation of Israel, and dealing with biblical salvation, right? it's all centered around um, as many as many. As much as this branch and this tree keeps growing, the root of what we're dealing with is biblical salvation. What is biblical salvation, and who is salvation for? All right? How is salvation dealt with? Was salvation ever dealt with in the scriptures? Was it ever dealt with in, in the history of the Bible? And we're finding out, yes, very much so, that the Israelites, um, um, that the first salvation that we read about was the Israelites being saved out of, out of the Egyptian captivity. Right, that's the first salvation that we do read about. It is the salvation of the Israelites coming out of the Egyptian captivity. Um, upon coming to the Promised Land, setting in the Promised Land, um, right after Joshua passed away, um, the Israelites went to idolatry. We really got caught up into the into the um, the, um, uh, the the gods and the cultures of the nations that were that were still in the land of the land of Israel now, and we started committing hoarding against God. Uh, we, we, we really started to, to honor and celebrate and worship uh, the gods and the cultures and the ways and the dress codes and the and the feasts and the festivals of the, of the nations around us that God found those type of things to be abominable, that God finds those things to be uh, wicked and, and, and evil. Well, we, we, we kept stumbling over those practices big time. And upon doing so, we, we were thrown into many captivities, right? The Israelites, as a, as a result of our idolatry, we, we suffered many, justly so, we suffered many captivities. Um, but when in each one of those captivities, we would come together as a nation, we would pray to our God and repent, and we would confess what we've been doing wrong against our God. We wouldn't just stop doing it, and now let's move on, don't ever bring it up again, we, we would have to confess what it is we were actually doing against God. Not what other people are doing. You, you know, like this thing that, that Israel has, we like to always point the finger on whatever else is doing. Um, at least I'm not that bad. Uh, uh, well, if you, you get on me, then uh, you got to get on them also because they, they, they do this, they do that also. It's never a, an accountability for the things that we've ever done. It's always, you know, we, we get to point the fingers at like, like in a, in the garden, in the garden, what did Adam do? Adam obviously disobeyed the words of God, but then, you know, in his lawyership, in his past talking, like, well, God, if you think about it, really it really was your fault. This the moment you gave me. Um, you should have made it so beautiful. You should have made it so fine. You know, you know what I like. You know what I like. So we really went into this, this, this mindset of always trying to find an excuse why we don't have to be accountable for our own actions. There's always some extenuating circumstances that need to be explained, that need to be uh, understood, that need to be seen or what have you. Well, at least the Israelites got caught up into that same that same cycle over and over and over again. We would sin against God. God would put us in captivity. We would come together and have to confess our sins, confess what we did wrong, then from there we would have to uh, we, we would pray as a nation. Not just an individual, we would pray as a nation. And then from there we would go and um the Lord was send the Savior. He was he was send and he would save us from that captivity and he was send the Savior. After going through this many times, we've got to the point where we've covered all the way up through now the Assyrian captivity, and, and, and now the, the northern kingdom of Israel actually now being exiled, evicted, put out of the land of Israel, the ten tribes, nine and a half tribes. Actually, haven't had, we finally got evicted. We finally got to the point where God was so sick and tired of dealing with us, and, and it was basically a, a, a think of get out of my face. I'm tired of this that that as many times as I keep showing um, long-suffering mercy, y'all keep doing this. That's it. Y'all got to get out. And the Northern Kingdom of Israel has not been back to, to the homeland since 722 B.C. Uh, during the Assyrian captivity. And we've covered this. And all the, that, that I'm going through hopefully in a brief synopsis, we've covered all this. Um, and now we get to the point where now we're dealing with the Southern Kingdom of Judah, which mainly was Judah, Benjamin, Levi, even though other tribes, the other tribes that came and settled uh, within the southern kingdom, and also some of the, some of the Jews and Benjaminites um, had settled in the northern kingdom uh, when they were taken away in captivity, um, and exiled during the city of captivity. That during the um, now we're dealing with the southern kingdom of Judah, right? and 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 this is where we at, But and I, I need to ask uh, for a quick intermission. So, and then we're we'll gonna come back and and, and we're gonna jump all into this. We're gonna splash. All right. So let me pull this up. All right. Let me hit the music here. Hit the cue here. Not the Quan, but the cue. And cool. Yeah. Let me do this, and I'll be right back.
1: I'm about to drink. Yeah, who it is, house of the redeemed sure Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Are you ready for the race pull Let's get it. Hebrews are coming, coming, coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. 44,000, 100, 44,000, 100, Hebrews are coming, coming, coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. Hundred thousand, forty-four thousand. down Hebrews are coming, coming, coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. Hebrews are coming, 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 Hebrews are coming, yeah 100,000, 44,000, 100,000, 44,000, 100,000, 44,000, 100,000, 44,000 We ain't playing, yeah, standing on these coolers, yeah We taking games, yeah, put them in the Bible, yeah Ezekiel 37, greatest seeding army, yeah Come see what we about, we're changing around, we moving out you my battle life, and what was the war, what you waiting here for? Come see what the hell you're facing, with D, he'll break the nation. Sounds like a little revelation, heard players coming one hour. Utterly burnt, we will devour. Gower shot, who's the power? As you fancy, you ain't dealing with no monkeys. We want our money, you gon' pay up for slavery. Boy, we want our separation. We want our own flag We gonna get our own back. Right, right. But keep your damn shit. Just keep all of your damn shit. Hebrews are coming. Coming, coming, coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. yeah. Hebrews are coming, coming. Coming, coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. 100,000, 44, 100, 44,000. 100,000, 44,000. 100,000, 44,000. 100,000, 44,000. Hebrews are come, coming. Come. Hebrews are coming, yeah.
2: yeah. Hebrews are coming.
1: coming, coming, coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah! 100,000, 44,000! 100,000, 44,000! 100,000, 44,000! 100,000, 44,000! Get down or lay down! Be about it or be without it! Cut us in or cut it out! Y'all sure all on the crumb now! We woke up, y'all so stuck today! We got next on this, exodus. in this, and it's a good feeling! I'm with the killing! Give me the heat, I'm the What you talking I'm a whip and peel! What you talking about? I I was for something! He's an awful cum! You got a beat coming! it's a no sweet love in fact! Run to all that! 144,000 whips on your back! And the slaying of the Lord, of mine enemies, they shall be me not that I should reign over them Bring him hither, and slay them before me Their lives are worth all less nothing. than a penny And though me, we saw off this, there was no repenting hey, Drop in the vessel, nobody's gonna miss you The earth is in mourning, your life is the issue With rapists and murderers, killer of lands And all of these sins by the white right man's hands hey, hey, man, I'm smiling now while I'm reading about a stomping out your infants The Africans and the heirs in it This is what is called recompense We sentiments while we tucking in our children For they've been am sorry we got a problem we want our own flag, we're gonna get our own flag We want our own land, we're gonna get our own land But Jesus lamb, we're not here,
2: we're not here Now I
1: don't care whether you clap or not, but I'm
0: saying to you We got
1: next Hebrews uh, are coming, coming, coming Hebrews are coming, yeah, yeah. Hebrews are coming, 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 coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. yeah. Hundred thousand, forty-four thousand, hundred thousand, forty-four thousand, hundred thousand, forty-four thousand, hundred thousand, forty-four thousand. Hebrews are coming, come, coming, come, coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. yeah. Hebrews are coming, coming, coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. 100,000, 44,000. 100,000, 44,000. 100,000, 44,000. 100,000, 44,000. The Hebrews are coming. We take this thing too serious. And you Gentiles better start running. That one for the vote not bluffing
0: you. Claim you wasn't responsible for those dozens of... Alright,
1: alright, alright, alright. Alright, alright,
2: alright. Gonna learn today.
0: Alright, cool, cool, cool. So um thank you for, for, for being uh, having fish with me again. Uh I had to take that quick intermission. Cs do work, y'all. GSC, CSE do work. They work. they're old. They they really do work. All right, okay, all right. So last class on Thursday, um uh that we was going dealing with the, the captivities, the dispersion, the, the, the saviors, the judges of the nation of Israel. Uh we, we was dealing with uh we doubled the Assyrian captivity. And now uh, the most I finally ex- 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 he just got so sick and tired of of, of, of our of, of, of Israel and the 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 lawyer game we like to keep playing with him Keep trying to find loopholes uh not wanting to take accountability for our actions um uh, just continually not doing what he wants the way he wants things done and just really trying to keep finding and trying to convince him that what we come up with what we imagine what we think how we see it is right and proper when it's not, and and finally, um, uh, as far as another kingdom, the Northern Kingdom, the ten tribes of Northern Kingdom, nine and a half tribes of Northern Kingdom, they were finally kicked out the land in 722 BC, uh, and this is important because we was going over all the prophecies where the Lord said. I'm gonna keep having to increase your, your, your punishment. I'm gonna have to keep increasing how I punish y'all until it's gonna get to a point where I'm finally gonna go and just kick y'all the hell up out of here. I that I that you that look at you. To see you makes the Mosai so sick. That's what an abomination is, that to look at you, uh, re- we were really making the Mosai sick. And then uh, to, to try and come back and act like we're now singing prayers, and, and now we want to, uh, um, uh, on, on the surface, act like we're trying to get right with him. And he got so sick of it, he finally kicked the, the northern kingdom out of the land of Israel. So we, we, we were really about now coming into the Babylonian captivity, which, which, which came right after the Assyrian captivity. And we were reading about King Hezekiah, and he was getting to uh, his son, King Manasseh. The one thing I did bring out in the last class, um, I was going to read all of uh, Antiquities of the Jews, um, book here chapter 3 one more time, but I'm not going to do that. Um, i recommend bring on your own. You get a chance. And they have, they have the audiobooks books, too. Uh, even on YouTube, they they, got, they have the Josephus on YouTube. Somebody They're, they're reading Josephus. So, uh, Antiquity of the Jews, Book Ten, Chapter Three. Uh, I said, go check it out. It, it's art it, it, history. Is is, is is very peculiar. Our history is very, very peculiar. Um, reading about Manasseh, who was Hezekiah's son. Um, just real quick. Um, Antiquity of the Jews, Book Ten, Chapter Three. I just thought I'm gonna do this now. I'm doing it right. Antiquity of the Jews, Book Ten, Chapter Three. Uh, Section 1. When King Hezekiah had survived the interval of time already mentioned and had dwelt all that time in in peace, he died, having completed 54 years of his life. So he lived to be 54 years old, right? And he reigned 29 years. Check that out. You died at 54 but you reigned for 29, almost 30 years. So that means what? He became king at 24? 25 years old? Uh, But when his son Manasseh Whose mother's name was Hepzibah of Jerusalem had taken the kingdom. He departed from the conduct of his father and fell into a course of life quite contrary thereto, and showed himself in his manners most wicked in all respects, and omitted to and omitted no sort of impiety. I mean, he looked. He looked this King Manasseh, if there was some negative, almost like a state of masochistic. Um, individual, before there was a thing called sadomasochism. if you go and check out the history, I know I'm jumping a little bit, but just, just bear with me for a second. In history, not in Israel history, but in history, there's a, there's a, a character by the name of Marquis de Sade. Marquis de Sade is where um, he was the one who invented the term uh, uh, S&M, the, the, the sexual thing called S&M, uh, seno-masochistic. and m um, And what his whole thing was, his whole premise was, his whole ideology was, if there really is a God, and God is about um, uh, killing, and God God is about fire and brimstone, then there should be some acts that that we do or that can be done that would cause the wrath of God to come down immediately. So this man committed himself to trying to commit every abominable possible wicked act he possibly could. The uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into any details um, in describing, but if there's a sexual fetish with any and everything possible, this man went into it. And then it, it's, it's called the Marquis de Sade. Um, but if we come back a little, and remember, the Bible tells us that there's nothing new in history. There's nothing new under the sun. So to come back now and see that Manasseh, he gets into the rulership. He's not in authority. He's not a king. Um, uh, showed himself in, in his manners most wicked in all respects, in all respects, and omitted no sort of impiety, but, uh, but imitated the transgressions of the Israelites, by the commission of which, uh, against God, they had been destroyed. He was so heartily as to defile the temple of God and the city, and the whole country. For by sending out from a contempt of God, he barbarously slew all the righteous men that were among the Hebrews. Nor would he spare the the prophets, for he every day slew some of them, till Jerusalem was overflowing with blood. So the Most High was angry at these proceedings, and sent prophets to the king and, and to the multitude, by whom uh, he threatened the very same calamities to them which uh, their brethren Israelites, upon the like of affronts of offered to God, were now under. But these men would not believe their words, uh, by which belief they might have reaped the advantage of escaping all those miseries. Yet did they, in earnest, learn that uh, what the prophets had told them was true. But I want to get to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump. This Manessa is the same Manessa that we read that we get the prayer of Manessa from in the Bible, in the Apocrypha. This Manessa was so wicked and things that he was doing and it fell against God. To, I mean to to, Melissa to go out of his way to go against God. That I I, I didn't want to read this, but I I g I wanna jump to the point, I wanna move on. We got a lot of reading to do. Um I'm going to jump down uh, let me see here um, uh, 62 and when they received perce- uh, in, the, in the same course of life the Mosai raised a war against them from the king of Babylon and Chaldea now, now the Mosai is, uh, it is since Manasseh is now following what the Israelites did the, 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 the northern kingdom of Israel was doing now the Mosiah had raised up the, the kings of Babylon and Chaldea to come up against uh, Manasseh, who sent an army against uh, Judea and, and laid, the, the, laid waste the country and caught King Manasseh by treachery and ordered him to be brought to him and had him uh, under his power to inflict what punishment he, he pleased upon him. But, but then it was that Manasseh perceived what a miserable condition he was in. And esteeming himself the cause of all. See this right here, brothers and sisters? And esteeming himself the cause of all. Not that it was somebody else's fault. He's the king. He's an authority. It, it was all on him. And it was his thought, his counsel. It's what he came up with. And esteeming himself the cause of all. He besought the Mosai to consider his enemy humane and merciful to him. Accordingly, the Mosai heard his prayer and granted him what he prayed for. So Manasseh was released by the king of Babylon and escaped the danger he was in. And when he, he was come to Jerusalem, he endeavored, if it were possible, to cast out all his memory, those his former sins against God. That he worked so hard to make sure that there was no memory of any of the sins that he did. That he made that he he worked tirelessly now to erase First of all, what he admitted he did, and then to make sure that, I mean, he worked tirelessly not to, to to erase that stench, that bad taste, that foul taste, especially after most I gave him mercy. Reading on, he says, um, against God, of which uh, he repented, and to apply himself to a very religious life. He signified the temple and purged the city. Um, and for the remainder of his days, he was intent on nothing but to return his thanks to the Most High for his deliverance and to preserve him uh, propitious to him all his life long. He also instructed the multitude to do the same as having very nearly experienced what a calamity he was, he was fallen into by a contrary conduct. He also rebuilt the altar and offered the, the legal sacrifices as Moses commanded. And when he had reestablished What uh, concerned, uh, where we at, where we at, and we reestablish what concerned the divine worship as it ought to be, he took care of the security of Jerusalem. He did not only repair the old walls with great diligence, but added another wall to the former. He also built very lofty towers and uh, the the garrison uh, places before the city Um, he strengthened. So long story short, Manasseh repented. Um, and it says here, uh, when he definitely had lived 57 years, he departed this life, having reigned 55 years. So he reigned a year longer. He actually reigned 55 years. Remember, his dad died at 54. Manasseh came back, was wicked as hell in the beginning, came back when, when he was about to be put to death and would be treated very inhumanely, he repented. The most, uh, accounted, he, he gave an account of what he did, and he asked the Mosiah for forgiveness, and Mosiah forgave him. And then he reigned in making sure that every waking day of his life was to erase what the wrong that he had did. and Not erasing erase it from people's minds, but his actions were going to be that much more against what he had done. You know, like I said, the said it says in Baruch chapter 4 verse 28. As it was, your mind to go straight from the most High, so without being returned to so him ten times more that he now reigned 55 years Um, after having lived 67. Are y'all seeing these numbers, y'all? So he he lived 67 years and reigned for 55. So what's that, 55? 67 minus 55. He was 15 years old when he started to reign. 15 years old when he started to reign. Did I do that math right? 12 years old. 12 years old when he started to reign obviously made some mistakes, obviously messed up, but, again, he took accountability for what he did wrong. He considered himself the cause of all that was going wrong, not that it was somebody else's fault, not well I was, I was young, uh, I was this, I was that, and uh, you need to uh, not bring it up no more. He worked tirelessly for 55 years to to, to make sure he was doing right by the most side. That, that's an amazing uh, story. And brothers and sisters, catch you didn't catch it, that's where we get the prayer of Manasseh from in the Apocrypha, all right. Um, that's where that prayer comes from. That same man, that same king, and 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 thanking the Most High for His mercy and thanking the Most High for for giving him yet another chance after the Most High was so fed up with us, so fed up with with us with Israelites that this is what he was able to do. Cool. So with that now. Um, so after, after he died and was buried in his own, in his own garden, uh, and the kingdom came to his son, Ammon, whose mother's name was Meshulamith, Mashula, or the city of uh, Jokbad. Cool. So we covered this on Thursday. Now I want to get into um, Daniel, all right? And there's a lot of reading here with Daniel. When we can like you read when you read the book of Daniel. You're gonna read about how at this time now, all right, it was also prophesied that now the, the nation of Israel was gonna be put in captivity to the Babylonians. Right, that we we're gonna put in captivity to the Babylonians. And I wanted to get into this here, the, the the vision or the dream that not only did Nebuchadnezzar have, but also the vision dream that Daniel had. I wanted to cover this uh for the importance of it. That it's very see Oh, my goodness. The impact of what these prophecies that we we got from the book of Daniel um, and also from the book of Zechariah, the impact that they had on Israelite life and and, uh, what it means to us as a nation is, again, I I want to do it justice in order to to be able to bring this out properly so it can manifest and clear for everybody. Because of the sins of the nation of Israel, the Northern Kingdom and the Southern Kingdom, we know eventually from, from all the punishments the punishment that Most kept giving to the nation of Israel while we were in the Promised Land, it was going to get to the point where we were going to be kicked out. We read about the Northern Kingdom; it's going to have to get out and deal with the Southern Kingdom. But I, I want to pay us, us to pay attention to still how the Most to have mercy on us still on the, on the Israelites, right? And at the top of still of salvation but how he's continued to have have mercy upon us. All right, we're going to Daniel chapter 2, I'm starting verse 31. I'm going to try to read through this quickly uh, because I don't want to dwell on this so much as I want to get the kingdoms that are going to arise up, all right, Um, and the captivities that we as Israelites are going to be subject to, all right. So Daniel chapter 2, starting verse 31, it says, uh, again, this is Daniel interpreting the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. I can never confess again, be the king of ba- the Babylonians, that the Most I used to now us again. And let me get that scripture real quick also. A lot of people understand how God works. Um, let me get the book of Psalms. Psalms 17, verse 13. The book of Psalms 17, verse 13. And this is what it says. Psalms 17, verse 13. Arise, O Lord. Disappoint him, cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword, from men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure. They are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babies, This scripture right here is it's telling you the most high uses wicked. He uses men to punish men. The most I uses the nations to punish the nation of Israel. All right. That's how it's done. That they, that that the wicked are his sword. Remember during Deuteronomy chapter thirty two, verse uh twenty one down, the Lord talks about if I lift up my hand my, my hand to heaven, uh, and my sword take hold on 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 vengeance and upon wrath. That vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I'm paraphrasing, but that sword that the Mosai uses, we keep looking for, you know, like it's going to be a, a, a lightning for up to sky. We keep thinking it's going to be, um, uh, if I get on an airplane, that yeah, the Mosai will punish me by, by bringing the airplane down. Or if, if I get in, uh, on a train, obviously the train's going to have an accident. Or we keep thinking it's going to be some, something spectacular and spooky like that. No. Nah. The Most Mosai uses men to punish men. The Mosai uses nations to punish nations. And this is one thing that the nation Israel refuses to see at this point still. We are so individualized and so selfish, everybody's thinking that they can work their way out of, out of the ghetto, they can work their way out of, out of uh, um, having a laugh. So everybody bust their ass to make sure that they and their family are straight, not realizing they're just refusing to look at the high punishes the nation of Israel, and he's dealing with us as a nation, not as individuals. As we are so selfish. That we really we work hard just to make ourselves comfortable in hell. We work hard just to make ourselves comfortable in, in 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 America, and and not trying to fight to get back to the Promised Land. Not trying to get fight to get back right with God. We stop at as long as they got a little bit of prosperity, as long as they got a little bit of this. Um, that okay, I made it. I'm good. I'm saved already. Negro we're, we're still in captivity to another nation. We're still here. We're still here. So that shows you, and as this proof, we're still in captivity. We're still being punished by God. I know a lot of Israelites teach this thing that that we're no longer under the curses. I don't know what, uh, what, I have no idea what book you're reading. We're still in captivity. We still have not come home yet. We're still in captivity. So God's still pissed. He's showing some mercy and letting us find out that we're the Israelites now, but we're still here. This thing that people have that, that because I, I'm getting some prosperity, that God is with me, as long as we're still in captivity, our God's still mad at us. As long as we're still in captivity, our God is still mad at the nations of Israel. We're not home yet. The Jews have not got home yet. The the, the, the the star of, the, the, uh, the star of David, the, the star of the branch of David, the star of righteousness, has not returned yet. We're still being punished by the hand of the Most High, which are men from the world, the wicked. We're still here. That's why you just, we have still pay taxes. That's why we're looking for an income tax check to come through. This is why I, that uh, any minute you can be stopped um, and be given a ticket uh, at, at, for whatever reason that we're still subject to payments that we got to pay for our water. But people really think that even if you'll get your own land and you dig your own well, who you going to get that permit from in order to dig that well? Come on, y'all. The, the, the way we be acting is, is, is typical. I just like that. The way we be acting is typical. It's, it's typical. So, Getting back down here to Daniel, we're in captivity, and King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. All right. so we're in Daniel chapter two, verse thirty-one. Thou king sawest, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose uh, brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image, now remember, with Nebuchadnezzar. If you haven't read it, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, but you can remember the dream. And he, he commissioned the, the, the magicians, the soothsayers, the, the, the wise men of Babylon to not only interpret the dream he had, but tell them what the dream was. And it was like, can't nobody do that. And then um, he was like, well, kill all of them then. Why I wasting my time with them that they can't do this? They're supposed to be the wisest. They're supposed to be magicians and have, have, the, the, um, have their, their finger on, on the God's pulse. So what, what's really going on? To kill them all. Daniel hears about this, and yes, he would have, been, would have been subject to death. He asked for a little bit of time, be patient. And, and him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they fasted. A lot of people missed up. The, the, the four of them fasted, and then I revealed to Daniel what the dream was about. Now, Daniel is, is telling the king Nebuchadnezzar what the dream is and what, what it means. Uh, verse 32, Daniel chapter 2, verse 32. This image of his hand was of fine gold. His breast and arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest to that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and break them in pieces. Then was, uh, then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer, threshing floors. And the wind carried them away uh, to, no place was found, to that no place was found for them. And the stone that smoked the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream. And we will tell, and you, you've got this here, right? This is the dream, verse 20, 30, 36. This is the dream, and we will tell the interpretation thereof before the king. Again, it, it, it's just the little things that people... We, we 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 read right over, we don't figure upon. The thing is, this Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar? No, it was we. Daniel, the scriptures, uh, you know, Solomon told us that what? They're sending them to the council? what did him, that's alone? We will tell the interpretation thereof before the king. Not just Daniel. Reading on, verse 37. Thou, king, or the king of kings, for the God of heaven has given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field, and the fowls of heaven, hath He given it to thine hand, and has uh, made thee the ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. So in this dream that that Nebuchadnezzar had, it was a, a, a tall statue. I don't know how tall it was. It was a statue. that the head was gold, arms and and chest of, of silver. Belly and thighs of brass uh, Legs of iron and feet of iron and clay The interpretation of this dream was that The head of gold represented the Babylonian, the Babylonian Empire Which was obviously headed by Nebuchadnezzar right? the, the head of gold was talking about the Babylonian Empire Which came that conquered Jerusalem in 586 B.C. Right? Conquered Jerusalem in 586 B.C. This is going to be the first kingdom right? This is going to be the first kingdom um from 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 this uh, from this dream. Verse thirty-nine. And after thee shall arise another kingdom, inferior to thee, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. For as much as iron breaketh in pieces, um has to do with all things. Um and as iron that breaketh all things shall break the pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet of toes and part of uh, part of clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be uh, divided. But there shall be in it the strength of the iron. Uh, for as, much as thou sawest iron uh, mixed with miry clay. So we have the Babylonians, and look through history, we have rather them the Persian or Medo, the media Persian Empire, which came uh, which conquered Jerusalem around 538 BC. Then. Uh, After them was the Greco-Roman, the Greco Empire, the Greco-Macedonian Empire, headed by Alexander, which came into power approximately 333 B.C. Then After that, we have the Roman Empire, which came to full power by uh, 225 B.C., okay? And these were the four actual kingdoms in history. You learn this in humanities class. You learn this in world history class, that you you do read about the Assyrians. You read about the the Babylonians. You read about the Persian Medes, and then the Greeks and the Romans. That, that's world history right there, in, in a nutshell. But this is all this is all told to Nebuchadnezzar through Daniel and his companions before it happened. It was prophesied that there was going to be four great world empires, four great super empires that yes, the Israelites are going to be subject to. All right, verse uh, forty-three. I as I saw as I mixed the clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave to another. Even as iron is not mixed with clay, and it, so again, I can go deep into this. Uh, Daniel breakdown. I know Tom's touched on miss and on in his um. wax watch uh, spell the the um. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. I just want to get the title right. I don't want to mis misread mis- the title. Come on now. Well, uh, again, before I take up too much more time of, of this time, and what's happening, brother, so I'm gonna to to use my mobile hotspot. Uh, here's the location I'm at. There's no internet access, so I'm gonna use a mobile hotspot, so it's gonna go a little bit slow today. Um, Go check out um, uh, ISDHBK, uh Bible Talk on iHeartRadio uh, podcast, Apple iTunes podcast, uh, Google podcast, uh, www.blogtalkradio.com, and Podcast Addict. Um, go and check out this, the series that i is doing currently right now. He, he's covering the, the captivities of the Southern Kingdom. Uh, he, he's going through that right now as well, doing a great job at that. And he's covering Daniel, Daniel also. So I'm going to go deeper into this. But I just want to show that it was shown to Nebuchadnezzar. There are going to be four great kingdoms, four superpowers that are going to be established in the earth: the, um, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, and the Romans. All right. Um, when we go to Daniel chapter seven, and we start verse uh, uh, 15, Daniel had a vision also. Daniel had a vision also that was real similar um, to what Nebuchadnezzar's dream was. So in Daniel chapter 7, verse 15, it says, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. So I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me to know the interpretation of the, of the things. Um, I, I'm not reading the whole thing. I'm just trying to get to a point. Verse 17, remember, Daniel had a dream about four beasts that, that rose up. Um, the first was a, was a lion with eagle's wings. The second was a bear that raised up itself on one side. The third was a was the goat. Was it the goat? A goat, not the goat. Um Yes, but I'm not to slow, slow down. I want to get to this topic and more into the deeper things of this topic. But I know that if going too fast, I'm gonna lose people. So the first um, Daniel chapter seven, verse one. I didn't want to do this, but this is where we at. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, and Belshazzar was uh, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson. Um, in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and vision of his head upon his bed. Uh, then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, "I saw my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the earth, of the four winds of heaven, strove upon the great sea." For the at four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld to the wings where they were plucked, and it was uh, lifted up from the earth and made to stand upon the feet as a man, and the man's heart was given to it. Uh, we're going to find out that they did this, this, again, this first beast was a lion with eagle's wings. And behold, another beast, a second, like a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three, three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. Uh, and they also... A of our much flesh. So we had the, the, this first beast was a lion with eagle's wings. The second was a, um, a bear uh, with three ribs in his mouth. Then a third, like a leopard. I, I said a goat, a leopard. All right? Alexander the Great, leopard skin, let us go cat. Um, the end of December 6th. After this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. Um, the beast had also four, four heads. And the man was given to it. So we read here about four four beasts. So far we got three of them. A lion with eagles' wings, uh, a bear with, with um, three ribs in the mouth of it, and then a leopard that had uh, wings um, and four heads, uh, but, but, but a leopard. Then we we'll read about uh, uh, the fourth kingdom. After this, I saw in the night visions, behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and the pieces and stamped the residue of the feet of it, uh, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it and had ten horns. So the father is also going over this uh, particular uh, uh, chapter, so I'm not going to cover it in, in depth like he's doing, uh, but I do want to jump down to verse 15 um, and get with the explanation or the interpretation of what these beasts represented. So, Daniel 7, verse 15, it says, I, Daniel, was great in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head uh, troubled me. I came near unto one, one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So, he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. Daniel 7, verse 17. These great beasts, which are four are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. So, there's going to be four, king, four kingdoms right, that are going to arise out of the earth. Um, but the central Messiah shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, and forever, and ever. Then I damn, So the, the point I want to get to is there's going to be four kingdoms before the Israelites are going to be restored back to their prestige as the nation of Israel, as the sons of God. Four kingdoms are going to have to rule first. Four, four kingdoms are going to have the dominion of the earth first. We read about uh, Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 2, and remember what it was said about Nebuchadnezzar. It said, um, thou art king of kings and lord of lords. Let me get that. Not lord of lords, but king of kings. Um, come on, where'd it go? Um chapter 2, and yes, uh, verse 36. This is the dream, and we will tell you the interpretation of the before the king. Thou king are the king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. So, again, this is what we say that there's going to be four world superpowers. Right? There's going to be four world superpowers um, that, are going to, that are going to take place. This person, that from this point, is going to be the Babylonians. Today, your Babylonians will be your so-called Ethiopians. Right, today, they would be the so-called Ethiopians, the biblical name Cushite um, Sons of Ham. They ruled during the time of the Babylonian uh, uh, um, Empire under King Nebuchadnezzar, all right? Um, and they were the king of kings because um, they were given kingdom, power, glory, and strength. And what shall the men dwell? The beasts of the field and the fowls of heaven have He given it to thy hand so they're going to be a world power and then after them was going to be another kingdom the Persian empire that was going to be a world power that was going to have that was going to have um, be given the kingdom power strength and glory that was now going to be transferred to the Persian empire then the kingdom the power the strength and the glory was going to be transferred to the next the next empire to come up as the Persian empire the Greeks then after the Greeks rule, um, power there's going to be a power, kingdom, glory, and strength will be given to the fourth kingdom, which, going, which is the Romans, right? Which is the Romans. So be, before the saints of the Most High can take the kingdom, before we're going to keep the power, the strength, the glory, um, the kingdom, the power, strength, and glory. Before um, We're going to have uh, dominion over the fish in the sea, the powers in the air, and over every creeping thing that, that, that creepeth. We're going to be subject to four major superpowers that are going to be in the earth, starting with the Babylonians, today so-called Ethiopians. Then going to the Persian I Medes. Mean, today you're so-called um, East Indians, you know, Haji with the flying carpet with the dinosaurs head, Aladdin. Haji, uh, you know, smell like curry. Um, they had a kingdom at one time. Believe it or not, they had a kingdom at one time, the Persian Amid uh, Empire. And the Medes mean the uh, uh, you know, Japhites. The South Pacific Islanders, right? They actually ruled. They weren't just Samoans uh, down there, um, uh, uh, cookie pigs in, in, in the dirt, uh, in, in a luau or whatever. At one time, they had their own kingdom uh, when they ruled in the time of the Persian Empire. Then we have the so-called white man coming into power. First, as the Greeks under Alexander, uh, continuing their power and uh, rulership as the Romans, which has continued uh, up to, into modern-day America. So these kingdoms are going to have to rule first, all right? These kingdoms have to have the dominion and rule first before the Israelites are going to be saved and brought back home, all right? Uh, so we covered that, covered that. Um, briefly, y'all, briefly, let's go to Zechariah chapter 1. Um, let's go to Zechariah chapter 1. is verse 18. Zechariah chapter 1, we're going to start over verse 18. Uh, 18 through 21. That here's there is another prophecy that was given to Zechariah about the same thing, about these four great kingdoms, these four superpowers that were going to arise in the earth. Alright? Zechariah chapter 1, verse 18 through 21. And when I say superpower, that would have the power, rulership, and authority over the whole entire earth. Alright? That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not talking about the little kingdom of, of Prussia. I ain't talking about the little kingdom of, of, of the Aztecs or the Incas. I ain't talking about the, the Snowfall's kingdom. Went with, with um, um, yeah. I watched it, that, that that Netflix series Snowfall. I ain't talking about that or with ghosts or what have you. No, four four kingdoms were going to have dominion, power, rulership, and control the whole earth. All right, Second chapter one verse eighteen to twenty-one. Then lifted I up my eyes and saw and behold four horns. And I said unto the angel that talked with me what be these? And he answered me These are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. So Zechariah was given a vision. Zechariah was given a vision in the first chapter. And, the, and there were some horns, four horns in this vision. And So he asked okay, what what, what are these? And the angels explained to him that these horns are, uh, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. That remember from all the prophecies that if we did not get it right, just like the northern kingdom was kicked out, exiled, expunged, thrown out of the northern kingdom, of the land of Israel, the same thing was going to happen to the southern kingdom. That all Israelites in total We're going to be, I'm talking about all these fancy words, excavated, evicted, thrown out, kicked out, tossed out, um, thrown out of the promised land that was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, remember when we were over this on Thursday, y'all, or actually Wednesday. When the Mosiah finally kicked the Israelites, kicked the Northern Kingdom out, it'd been 940 years. From the time we came out of Egypt until he finally got so sick and tired of us, he finally kicked the Northern Kingdom out. That's that 940 years. That that that, that that's a number that astounds me when when considering how much mercy and and, and forgiveness the has already shown the nation of Israel, and we keep throwing it in his face that he finally had to kick the northern kingdom out. But Now, I give you that example to the southern kingdom. Okay, you see what happened to the northern kingdom. Don't copy, uh, what's that, copy, paste, repeat. Don't do the same thing. Well, What does the southern kingdom do? The exact same thing. So now we, the Israelites, are going to have to be scattered. Judah is going to have to be scattered. Jerusalem, the capital, is supposed to be the capital of the nation of Israel. We're going to all have to be scattered by these four horns. Verse 20, Zechariah chapter 1, verse 20. And the Lord showed, uh, showed me four carpenter's. Then said, I, what come these to do? And he said, saying, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, so that no man can lift up his head. But these are come to fray them, to cast out the horns of the Gentiles, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. That it, it's going to come. The time's going to come after we get scattered the most High is going to bring us back. That the four carpenters, four builders, four angels, just like we read in in Revelation, the seventh chapter, about those that are sealed, that Tazapah again, did an excellent job covering. That being sealed from the four corners of heaven, that that we're going to come together. But we can't come until we've sealed our servants in their forehead. That there's going to be some builders. There's going to be some angels. there's, There's going to be some time that, yes, we're going to be restored. We're going to have, again, an opportunity to repent, to get things right. I, um, I just want to read this commentary now about Zechariah chapter 1, verse 18. And this is from uh, the Cambridge Bible Commentary, right? The Cambridge Bible Commentary. The four horns. The horn is a symbol of honor. And to reference this, uh, to see how it's a symbol of honor, you can go to First Samuel chapter 2, verse 1, and also Job chapter 16, verse 15, you know, Precept, 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 precept. Here, a little, there a little to get the understanding. Do that precept like your understanding. The horn is talking of, is a symbol of honor and of power. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 40 verse 25, Amos chapter 6 verse 13. Here the latter idea is uh, uh, prominent. By the four horns, some understand four definite powers or kingdoms, either the Babylonians, the and Persians, the Macedonians, and the Romans. In accordance with the visions, Daniel chapters 2, 4, and etc. So I just wanted to bring that out, etc. In as much as the horns are interpreted in Zechariah chapter 1 verse 19 to be powers which have already scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem from uh, Assyria, Egypt, Babylon, and Media, Persia. But it is better to take the number uh, for it generally. Of um, the enemies on every side, or towards every point of the compass. Cool. Uh, hopefully, I'm not done such a too bad of a hack job, and and getting to the point where we are going to have to be scattered out of the land of Israel. In 722 BC, the Northern Kingdom was it was put out of the of the land of Israel, never to return home since. But there's four captivities that we have to go through. There's gonna be four empires that we're gonna be subject to throughout history uh, throughout this time. All right, let me catch my notes back up. Cool, so in dealing with the Babylon captivity, all right? So in dealing with the Babylon captivity, if you go to study.com, all right, study.com, uh, it tells you the Babylon captivity, the summary timeline, and its history. And just briefly, um, the Babylon captivity occurred when the Jewish people, or the Jews, faced exile from Israel. Being forced to leave Judah, they lived in Babylon between 597 BCE and 538 BCE. This captivity, this captivity, lasted until they were freed by the Persian leader Cyrus the Great. All right. This little little section of history to go with the biblical history. All right. That that what the promises that were written in the Bible, or the history that's written in the Bible is accurate. Right? It is accurate. There's no fairy tale. It is accurate. Now in in going to study under the Babylonian captivity summary, timeline and history at study.com this is what it says in there. The books of the Hebrew Bible of the Hebrew Bible were li- likely composed in the Ninth, ninth through 2nd centuries BCE under a range of very different political conditions. Israel was, Israel was established as a kingdom by David in about the year 1000 BCE. So about 1000 years before Christ is, is when uh, David was on the throne. And his son Solomon ruled successfully for about 40 years. After that, however, the nation was split by two, of, um, by, split by two. And And the north, I'll be called simply Israel, and the south, centered in Judah, where Jerusalem was located, struggled against each other. Both halves were threatened by the surrounding great empires, Egypt and Assyria, and the northern half of Israel was defeated by the Assyrians in 721 BC. We've already covered this part, y'all. We've already covered this. This this little recap. The south, Judah, the southern kingdom of Judah survived this incursion, but at the turn of the 6th century BCE, it was defeated by the new empire on the horizon, the Neo-Babylonians, or the Babylonian Empire with Nebuchadnezzar. Um, responding, to, responding to further rebellions in Judah, the Babylonians in B.C. BCE destroyed the temple. The Babylonians destroyed the temple and exiled more of Jerusalem's leaders to Babylon, and elsewhere this was the beginning of the Babylonian exile this is how Daniel of Meshach and Abednego um, got into Babylon all right really on now this is, this is history in international in 539 BCE this empire was in turn defeated by Cyrus of Persia who created an empire much larger than the previous ancient Near Eastern kings. As Cyrus uh, presented to the world the persona of benevolent dictator, allowing more local authority, Judah found some measure of peace. It was allowed to rebuild the temple. So Cyrus was was, was like, cool. Y'all still in captivity, but y'all at least will go back and rebuild the temple concerning the Israelites, concerning the Jews. All right. Um, the Jews during the Persian Empire. Now, what, this is this, uh, a history recap of what life was like for the Jews during the time of the Persian Empire. The New Babylonians, or Chaldeans, uh, gave up Babylon without a fight in 539 B.C. The Persian King Cyrus, who had acquired uh, Palestine and allowed the Jews uh, to, to return uh, their homeland and rebuild the temple, for 200 years, the Jews lived under Persian rule. I just want to get that idea that for 200 years, we lived under Persian rule. Captivity. And again, it was prophesied that first of right, all, it would be the Babylonians. After the Assyrian Empire, after uh, the Northern Kingdom was exiled by the Assyrians, then the Babylonians would come into power. After the Babylonians, being the head of gold or the, the, the lion with the eagle's wings, then it would be the second kingdom. The, the arms and chest of, uh, of silver or the bed of Elizabeth on one side. That's why it's called the, the Medial Persian Empire. It was co-rulership um, by the Persians and by the Medes. You can look know this up in history. It's, it's, it's all there. So we were under that captivity for over 200 years. All right? We were in that captivity for 200 years. We're on now. But in 332 BCE, a young Alexander the Great led a Greek and Macedonian force that swept throughout the eastern Mediterranean and Egypt and extended uh, east to include Persia and part of India. Alexander was a bad boy coming in with the Greeks. He died in uh, in the process, and as a result, his empire split into successor kingdoms. Judah, now called Judea, or Jews, lay at the boundary between two of these Greek successor kingdoms, the Seleucids in Asia Minor and the Ptolemies in Egypt. And if y'all haven't heard uh, Tazapar break this down, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a champion of my brother, my friend, my pal, my my, my uncle, my, my counselor, Tazapah, He's doing some great work, y'all. Go and check it out. The The, the time of study... That that man's putting in to, to bring out what he's bringing out. Do yourself a favor and check it out. Right? by the power by the power of the Most High in Christ. Um, the Seleucids in Asia Minor and the Ptolemies in Egypt. Fortune favored first one, and then the other, and Judea remained a buffer state between them. I, I'm moving on. The Roman Empire was founded when Augustus Caesar proclaimed himself the first emperor of, of Rome in 31 B.C. and came to an end with the fall of Constantinople in 1453 um, um, C.E. There's so much in that right there, that, that's sitting right there. But as the, the Greeks came into power around 333 B.C., um, uh, uh, Augustus Caesar became the first Caesar, Um, the first emperor of Rome in 31 uh, B.C., all right? Uh, They they started coming to power in 227 B.C., came into a full power by 27 B.C., uh, with with Augustus Caesar being the first Roman emperor uh, crowned in 31 uh, B.C. Cool. Let's deal with this Roman Empire now. Again, I'm just going through history. I know I'm doing a lot of his history reading. I just want to get through this about these four kingdoms and, and what it means to us Israelites as far as now being dispersed, having to be scattered out of the Promised Land. So now, in 27 um, uh, BCE, the Roman Empire was founded. And you can do just want do research on this. All right, matter of fact, um, at www.rome.net. All right, www.rome.net. Type in Roman Empire. All right, the history of Rome. Roman Empire, the history of Rome. And it's going to tell you 27 BC, 27 BC. The Roman Empire was founded when Augustus Caesar proclaimed himself the first emperor of Rome in 31 BC and came to an end at the fall of Constantinople in 453 um, CE. Not BCE, but CE. An empire is a political system in which a group of people are ruled by a single individual and emperor or impress. All right, cool. Now, what was the history of the Jews during the time of the Roman Empire? What was happening with us during the time of the Roman Empire? Roman General Pompey conquered Jerusalem and its surroundings by 63 B.C.E. Now, I know there's a lot of numbers coming at you. Um, But the point I'm going to get to is when the southern kingdom of Judah or the Jews, now they are finally going to be kicked out of the promised land. That from the northern kingdom being kicked out in in 722 BC, 722 years before Christ, is when the northern kingdom was expelled, expunged, kicked out, thrown out, evicted from the northern uh, land of Israel. Now it's going to be during the time of the Roman Empire that now the southern kingdom, is going to be um, be cast out, thrown out, exiled, pushed out of the land of Israel, and we have never returned since. And keeping in line with all the prophecies of those that to the Israelites, that as a steady punishment, steadily getting getting uh, more intense. Where each time the most had to keep repeating himself, had to keep punishing us. That it started with just cutting off our our, our food, not giving as much food. Um, not getting sending the early and latter rain. So our crops weren't being watered. Um, the, the, the the decay of, of our cities, the decay of our storehouses, as, as, as trying to trying to get us to, to wake up. We didn't pay attention. We kept committing idolatry. The nation of Israel kept committing idolatry. So they kept stepping it up to find we were put in captivity, had to pay tribute uh, to, to uh, other kingdoms, other nations, still living in the land but still having to pay that tribute, having to pay them taxes. That still wasn't enough for us to get things right. Now it, it finally, again, after, over and over and many, many times, it got to the point we finally had to get kicked out of the land of Israel. The, 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 the Northern Kingdom of the Kingdom of Israel, bye bye. Now, for that was the Syrian captivity. Then we had to go through now the, Babel, the, the, the Babylonian captivity, the Persian Amin captivity the Greek captivity, and now we're in the middle of the Roman captivity. So, history of the Jews uh, in the Roman Empire. Roman General Pompey conquered Jerusalem uh, and its surroundings by 63 B.C.E. The Romans deposed the, the, the Roman Hasmonian dynasty of Judea in power from 140 B.C.E. Uh, and the Roman Senate declared Herod the great king of the Jews uh, in about 40 BCE, so about 40 years before Christ is when the Romans set up Herod as the king of the Jews. Right? Coming from the Hasmonian dynasty uh, with the, the Maccabees, you read about it in 1st and 2nd Maccabees. Uh, that history is covered there. All right? um, but now the Romans are in charge. This is one reason why even the Pharisees said that if they don't kill Christ, that the Romans will come, come and take away our place and our, uh, our nation. That the Romans now were setting up who they wanted to be in power, from the high priest to the king, the kings of Israel were now lackeys and set up by the Romans. The um, uh, what do you call, call the the, um, the heads of the people, the leaders, they were all lackeys of Rome. That's why Christ was so rebellious and so and stood out the way he did. He definitely was not a lackey of Rome. All right, reading on, reading on, reading on, reading on. Um, King uh, uh, King of the Jews in 40 BCE, talking about um, Herod the Great. Judea proper, Samaria, and Idumia became the Roman province of uh, Judea in 6 CE. Jewish-Roman tensions resulted in several Jewish-Roman wars between the years 66 and 135 CE, which resulted in the destruction of Jerusalem and the Second Temple. Remember, the Babylonians first destroyed the temple. Then Cyrus, uh, during the Persian Mede captivity, let us rebuild the temple. And now the Romans have not come into power and have destroyed the Second Temple. And the institution of the Jewish tax in 70, 70 AD. Those who had paid the tax were exempt from the obligation of making sacrifices to the Roman empirical cult. Now, this also was prophesied by Christ uh, throughout the whole Bible that this is going to happen, and it's very significant to us as Israelites. Uh, It's very significant to our history now as Israelites. Please join me in going to Luke chapter 19, verse 41 through 44. Let's go to Luke chapter 19, verses 41 through 44. And when he was come come near, he beheld the city. Talk about Christ now. When Christ was, was this is when Christ was, was on earth, he started his ministry, and he's about to be crucified. And he says, again, Luke chapter 19, verse 41. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, if thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto that peace. But now they hear from that honest. Like, Christ is, is crying here. He's really got tears. He's literally crying over over what's about to happen to Jerusalem. That, that everybody's walking around Jerusalem like everything's hey okay Nothing's going to happen to them. Life's going to be better, just going to work, just minding my own business, uh, You know, might participate participating in the Sabbath, might not, just living life. And life is for you. I, we're, we're, we're comfortable. And Christ, Yahushua, is crying. Y- y- y'all, 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 y'all don't know what y'all about to face. Verse 43, for the day shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee. And compass thee round, and keep thee on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children with thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou it's not the time of thy visitation. You know how, 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 me as a child, um, You figure you got a baby or something. And you might have did something wrong and you know that once your parents find out about it, you're gonna you you're you going to catch wreck. And you brace yourself. You brace yourself. You're you're waiting for for that call to uh, come in the room. You're waiting for that call to come from that teacher, you're waiting for that call to come from from, from uh, that store owner. You just know that you're about to, that you're about to have it. So you're bracing yourself. You stay in your room. You 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 you, you stay by yourself. You 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 just trying to get your mind ready for what kind of punishment you know you about to face. Brothers and sisters, have y'all ever read where it says God moves as a thief in the night? God likes to get you when you least expect it. Now the reason I brought up that story or that or that thing about you know kids getting in trouble and they're bracing for it, you know you know someone's about to go she about to get punished. So you're bracing for it, trying to, try, 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 you know, get ready for it. The way the Mosai works, let me get the description. Let me pull it up. So this is, I, I did quote it. Let me, let, me, let me pull it up. The way the Mosai likes to work and does things is like this, y'all. Um, you want to search, but I want to go straight to it. No, I don't need all that, y'all. I don't need all that. And let me take this time to thank my wife, um, Yasariah, for getting me this, this this computer. Thanks, babe. It is really coming in handy. It is really coming in handy. Thank you. So, let me see what what I want to get. Yes. Join me, brothers and sisters, is going to First Thessalonians chapter five. Let me set up verse one. 1 Thessalonians chapter five, let me start up verse one. This gives a an insight to how God does things, how He moves, how He operates. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse one. But of the times and of the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write it to you. Verse two. For yourselves know perfectly, perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. That when God's coming to get you, and it, it, it's going to catch you off guard. It's not going to be where you can brace for it and get ready for it to receive this blow, so that you can kind of lessen the blow, or kind of defer the blow, or kind of, you know, not not, not receive the full punishment of what He's doing. He's going He's going to wait until you relax. See damn it, you forgot about what it is you did, giving us plenty of time to confess what we've done, giving us plenty of time to to own up to our actions, just like what Manessa did. But also, like it says, (laughs) um, in Ecclesiastes, chapter five, 8, verse 11. Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, verse 11. It also tells us because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. We really get this impression religion has, has ruined us, and just a, I guess a wicked imagination has ruined us, that, that we think God's going to get us right away for if we're doing some negative, if we're doing something wrong in his eyes. We think God's going to punish you right there and right there. Like I said, that thunderclap. We think it's going to be some type of omen that's going to appear and chapter right away. Why would God give you that omen or something like that when he already gave us the book? He already wrote his words down. So why do He need to now go out of his way now to give you an omen that, oh, maybe you're doing something wrong? Or like you didn't know. But it says, again, returning back to 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 2, for yourselves know perfectly, perfectly, that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. The most I likes to catch us, go back to the old old, old school slang, catch you slipping. The most I catches us when we're not ready for it, when we're not aware of it. When we thought we got away with whatever negative that we've been doing, that somehow God must be okay with it. Verse 3, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 3. For when they shall say, peace and safety. That, yes, life is good. I got away with it. Man, God must not, you know, man, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Man, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Man, God is good. That maybe what I did wasn't really, really that bad. Maybe what I, what I did really wasn't, you know, it really wasn't that bad because look at what, how I'm living now. That I was supposed to be destroyed. I was supposed, this was supposed to happen. That was supposed to happen. It didn't happen. So maybe everybody was just blowing smoke. Maybe everybody was just just, 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 just blowing smoke, and they don't really know God, like I know God, and look, nobody can judge me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction coming upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. A lot of times we swear we're getting away with something. A lot of times we think that we have, that we are really going to get away with something. Brothers and sisters, the, one thing that, that amazes me, in reflecting on this scripture right here, It was 940 years from the time we came out of Egypt to the time the finally kicked the Melchizedek of Israel out of the promised land. 940 years. Almost a day in his eyes. Almost a 1,000 years from the time we came out of Egypt to when he finally got that fed up and sick of our BS that we got kicked out of the promised land 940 years Later, Now to forty years, when, when he still got us, that, we didn't get away with it. We, it's like we don't never read the scripture where it says God's got a patience. We take that as well. God's made patience with me in that I can keep doing what I want to do and just, just you know, say, "Oops, it wasn't me." The both sides are very patient to give a person, give us as a nation, a chance to repent, a chance to take accountability for our own actions. For what we've done, well, we don't do that. And then we think at the point in the time where it's been forgotten about, it's been swept under the rug, that now look at the peace and safety that, I, that I'm able to enjoy. What is the piece of safety I'm able to, to, to deal with? Because God's with me, because, you know, God's with me. I have to confess the damn thing. I have to take accountability for it. nothing that I've done. But maybe what I did wasn't really that bad. Maybe that, that was just a lesson for others and a lesson for me that, you know, what, what, whatever we'd be saying in our minds, for as much as the most of us are unrighteous to forget our work and labor of well. love, the Most the Most don't forget. Remember, the Most well, High—he's he, got, he has everything we're doing written down in a book. We're not getting away. So, when we come back now, and consider what we was reading out in, um, in this history, let me pull it back up, y'all. That. What Yahweh Shai was saying, what Christ was saying in Luke chapter 21, I'm going to start at verse 41 again. And when he was coming here, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, if thou hadest known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. We really was living life at, during this time here that, with Yahweh, Shai, that Christ is here, the Messiah is here, the, the, the Hamashiach is here. We're living in the land that, um, that he's now here. It's been four kingdoms. Life is good. We're we going to just keep tending to our crops. We're going to just keep doing what we're doing. Um, life is, is good and pleasant. i got my kids with me. i got my family with me. Man, life is good. We just totally forgot that no. We still got to get punished. The nation. Verse 43, for the day shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and can pass thee round, and keep thee in on every side. Verse 44, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knowest not the time of thy visitation, that now it's the great payback. When we go, brothers and sisters, to, to Deuteronomy. No, I don't need that yet. Yeah, Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter twenty, verse 49. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter twenty, verse 49. Let me pull that up. And I'm going to do my best to, be to keep this at two hours. And then tomorrow is Wednesday, which is my, my normal no time anyway. I'll be going into, we'll be we continue with this. Um, tomorrow t- tomorrow morning. When we go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, I'm going to read verse 45 first. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed. Because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. This is Moses trying to warn us as Israelites before we came into the promised land. That If we act up and we're trying to get away from these curses, that the curses are going to come upon us. They're going to pursue us and overtake us. Because we have not been hearkening unto the voice of the Lord, our God. So to pursue, I mean, we're trying to get away from. It. We're trying to chase and trying to do whatever we can to get away from these curses, from from health uh, uh, programs to life insurance to to what, what have you. We gonna get away from them. We, we ain't gonna be cursed. We gonna get away. We did negative. We have been doing negative. We ain't been right with the most high, but we're gonna get away. Forgive me, y'all. Um, hit me down, these earbuds. I'm, still, I'm not used to one of these wireless contraptions. So I, I touch a button. They start to fall in my ear. I touch a button, and it hangs up the damn phone. So forgive me. Uh, so in part of the choices that was going to happen, that was going to pursue us, chase us, that we're still going to get away from as much as we figure we are, that we're just that slick, that good, that whatever, that savvy. Deuteronomy 20, verse 49. The Lord shall. Bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flatteth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Now, why is this significant? And, and we're dealing with the Roman Empire. Does anybody remember the image or the emblem of the Romans? It was the eagle. Now, when we go to the second Azarus. We're coming kind of like the Deuteronomy. We we'll go to Second Edge Chapter thirteen. Um, Second edition, Chapter thirteen. Um, let me do it this way give me one second y'all Oh, sorry chapter 12 maybe that's not surprised I can find it in um, 2nd chapter 12 um, Ezra is given a vision and I'm just demonstrating to, to the point that I'm doing it right now 2nd Ezra, chapter 12 starting verse 10 and he said unto me this is the interpretation of the vision that was given to Ezra about what he had seen the eagle whom thou sawest come up from the sea, is the kingdom which was seen in the vision of thy brother Daniel. Remember, in in Daniel chapter seven, we got the four the four king the four beasts. We have the lion with eagle's wings. We have the bear that raised up itself on one side. We have the 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 leopard that had four wings uh, and four heads, and then it had the fourth beast, but it never gave it never described or said what that fourth beast was. Guess what we just found here in Ezra, going through by the precepts, that that fourth image, that fourth kingdom, is actually an eagle, and the eagle just happens to represent the Roman Empire. So when we were just in Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two or twenty-eight, at verse forty-nine. One of the curses that was going to have to the Israelites is that the Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. This happened during the time of the Roman Empire, the Roman captivity. And then coming all the way from as far as the, the, the England to come and now destroy our nation, destroy the son of kingdom of Judah. So now, I'm going to the John Gill Bible commentary, and let's get what this scholar has to say. And y'all know, I like getting the commentaries and stuff so that it's not just me talking. Right? So it's not just me talking. So the John Gill Bible commentary, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 49. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth. Now, that's what the scripture says. Now, here's a commentary from this expert who dedicated his life to the study of Hebrew history and literature, John Gill. Now, though Babylon is represented as a country, this from Judea, and said to be a nation from far, as in Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 15, yet not from the end of the earth, as here, as though the Roman nation, strictly speaking, was not... At uh, so great a distance from Jerusalem, yet the Roman emperors and great part of their armies brought against it were fetched from, from our island of Great Britain, which in former times was reckoned the end of the earth and the uttermost parts of the world. So Menesim and Israel, in service, this nation of Rome. And observes that Vespasian brought for his assistance many nations or soldiers out of England, France, Spain, and other parts of the world. And not only Vespasian was sent uh, for, from, from Britain to make war with the Jews, but when they rebelled in times of uh, Adrian, Julius Severus, a very eminent general, was sent uh, sent for from thence to quell them. The Romans had to bring generals all the way from Great Britain, France, and Spain. This was called from Britain to come and put us down in seventy A.D. From the end of the earth. What do you know in the commentary? And it appears to be a very ancient opinion of the Jews that this passage is to be understood of the Romans from what is, what is relation in one of their Talmuds. They say that Trajan, being sent for by his wife to subdue the Jews, determined to come in 10 days and came his five. He came and found them, the Jews, busy in the law on that verse. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, etc. And he said unto them, What are ye busy in? They answered him, So and so. He replied to them, This is the man, meaning himself, who brought to brought to come, who thought to come in ten days and came in five. And he surrounded them with his legions and slew them. Trajan, the Roman emperor. Roman, the Roman emperor. Again, I'm going back to the scripture where it says as swift as the eagle fly it, is the commentary, which may respect not so much the swiftness of the, of this creature, the words which convey the idea being a supplement of the text as the force, which with which it, uh, it flies when in sight of its prey, when that eagle sight, gets its sights on, on, on a prey, Many eagles are known to dive down near from a mile. Their vision is so good. And the speed and the force they come with, when they're going to get that, that fish off the lake or off the stream, they're going to plug up that fox, plug up that sheep. As the force which, with which it flies, when in sight of its prey, and haste unto it and falls upon it, which is irresistible. And this is the sense of, of the Septuagint and the Vulgate Latin versions, and is what is ascribed to the eagle by other writers. Now, though this figure, is used of the Chaldeans and Babylonians for Jeremiah 4.13. It agrees full as well as better with the Romans because of their swiftness and coming from distant parts and because of the force and impetus with which they invaded Judea, besieged Jerusalem, and attacked the Jews everywhere. And besides, the eagle was born on the standard in the Roman army. How can we get around this, y'all? This is what Yahweh Shah Christ was crying about. Because he understood and saw the vision of what it was going to be like when we dam- when the Romans named the dam. When the most I finally used the Romans to finally kick Israel's ass, to finally kick our ass because we have been the most rebellious, wicked, stubborn, prideful, haughty, unaccountable, irresponsible people on the planet Earth. And you know that that what we was about to face that that here we are thinking that because we got our houses we had some mansions. We had some 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 fields. We had some 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 crops. Now, Oh, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be good. Now we don't. We didn't get it. All the prophecies about from that we even had to pay for every last thing we've done to the Most High. And we were thinking it's gonna be peace and safety. Nah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Again, it says, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Which though it is also said of the language of the Chaldean nation from Jeremiah 5.15, yet as the Chaldean Hebrew languages were only dialects of one and the same language. So the Chaldean Hebrew are real close, real close. they the, the, the different dialects of Hebrew, all right? Completely to the Eastern nations, the Chaldean language, though, on account of... Termination of words, pronunciations, and other things might be difficult and hard to understand by the Jews. It must be much more easy to understand than the Roman language, so widely different from theirs, that Latin, Spanish, German, French, English, go back to the scriptures now. Now let's go to Luke chapter 21 and verse 7. Alright, let's go to Luke chapter 21 and verse 7 now. We're coming from Luke chapter 19, verse 41 through 44. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 49. Now we're going to Luke chapter 21 and verse 7. Luke chapter 21 and verse 7. This is the disciples not coming to Christ. Uh, and, and ask him and to, to expound more on what he was talking about from Luke chapter 19 end. When you read, When you do your study, you'll see that it's all one conversation. From when he started in Luke chapter 19, it, 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 it's still the same conversation now in Luke chapter 21. All right? So now we're in Luke chapter 21, verse 7, and it says, And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what signs shall there be when these things shall come to pass? All right, so you said it shall happen and it's going to happen. How do we gonna know this is it? How do we gonna know this, that, that now this is going to be it? You know, how Michael Jackson said, I don't know why Michael's on my mind so much, but this is it. How do we gonna know that this is it? Luke chapter 21, verse 20 through 24 now. Luke chapter 21, verse 20 through 24. This is going to be right up good. Luke chapter 21, verse 20 to 24. And when you shall see Jerusalem, you can pass with armies. Then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. And let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let let them that are in the country's interest thereunto. So how's I saying? When you see Jerusalem the past with armies, you want to know when this is going to happen? When it's going to be laid to the ground? Your children are going to be put to death? This is the time of your visitation, and God is about to visit you for all this that's been done. When you see Jerusalem pass with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not, that the destruction is here. Verse 21, then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. And let them which are in the midst of it depart out. Y'all better get out. And let not them that are in the countries enter thereunto. Y'all better get out. This this, this 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 is it, verse 22, for these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. I, wish I said it right here, plain, plain, plain and simple. These are not going to be the days of vengeance against the Israelites, the remaining Israelites that remain in the promised land during his time. These be the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Verse 23, But woe to them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led captive, led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And when we look at the word desolation, the state of being decayed or destroyed. That's from from the word web dictionary. The word web dictionary. Desolation, the state of being decayed or destroyed. There is number two. Sadness resulting from being forsaken or abandoned. There is number three. An event that results in total destruction. But well, since we're going to end this right here, um, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in, uh, whether you call it live, or if you might catch the um, catch the ISBHBK Bible talk, whether on Apple iTunes Podcast, um, iHeartRadio Podcast, Google Podcast, um, our Podcast Addicts, or www.blogtalkradio.com dot com uh, forward slash M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A uh, thank you everybody for tuning in uh, uh, let me get my mark here so I know where to pick up at tomorrow tomorrow I love you tomorrow you're only a day away I'll go with this one alright again thank you everybody for tuning in uh, I'm going to end this for for, for this part, this show tonight. Please don't do that. All right. Again, pressing these these buttons on these these, these ear pods. All right. So with that, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please uh, check out isbhpk.com, isbhpk um, uh, San Antonio, isbhpk Houston, isbhpk Norfolk, isbhpk um, Rochester. Please check out any and all human Israelites. Now remember, gather yourselves together, Ye yeah, gather together, O nation I desire, before the decree be forth, before the day pass of the shaft, before the fierce angel of the Lord come upon you. seek righteousness, seek meekness, it may be, ye shall be healed in the day of the Lord's anger. So with that, brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning in. Study, 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 study. Let's come together and repent. Shalom. Sure.